Welcome to the Built Different Podcast, episode four, yeah. where we talk to real estate agents that are in the market on a day-to-day basis and just discuss what's what's working, what's not working. I'm your host, Will May, real estate leader and coach at Keller Williams Greater Omaha. Yep. Um, I'm excited about today's uh, guest, Greg Dorf, actually from Lincoln. Um, how long have you been an agent? Uh, about two weeks now. Two <laughs> weeks in the business. So I'm excited because we have somebody that's new to the industry, right? Uh, but not new to sales. Nope. Right? Nope. So the one thing that I've loved about working with you over the past few months is you're a great communicator. Thank you. You are learning-based, and you always want to uh, understand how to get better every single day, and you have such a big personality. So uh-huh. um, you've become a good friend to me. I've learned so much in two weeks, two months, whatever it's been now. Um, so welcome to the show, and thanks Thank for making time. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate that. Um, tell me this first. How many years in the sales industry do you have, though? 35 years total. 35 uh, years. Yeah. And it's been, well, and actually, that's a funny question. 35 years in the automotive industry. Yeah. So I've held various positions as salesperson, sales manager, team lead. I was the director of recruiting and training for the Baxter Auto Group. It used to be Performance Auto Group back then. Hired a lot of salespeople, trained a lot of salespeople. I ran Lexus of Lincoln for 13 of the last 15 years in the last two years I was a sales manager so that's awesome a, yeah it's been a great career no I can tell I've learned so much just from your mindset but also how you speak Thank and so you. that's helped me a lot and it's helped agents in Omaha and in Lincoln um, so I'm excited about the conversation we always start with two questions all right before we get going um, I just wanted to say thanks everybody for hopping on listening supporting the built different podcast if you see any value or you think of somebody else when you're listening to content today send it to them and share whatever it is that you're, you're seeing as value value to that that helps us grow that helps us get a little bit more influence in the Omaha market and give back to that community perfect right? cool um, all right so we first start with every single <laughs> podcast if you could write a book today what would you write about? I would write a book that's called How to Care About Your Business and Sales. And that CARE is actually an acronym for the four steps. In sales, everybody talks about the road to the sale. It doesn't matter if you're selling cars, homes, widgets. Everybody talks about the road to the sale. Mm-hmm. I think it's real easy to teach in four steps. C is ask is make contact. This is a contact sport. You've got mm-hmm. to get out there and engage with the public. You've got to get over the fear of, of saying hi to people that you've never met. Um, after that is A is ask questions. That's for me what built my career is this massive curiosity that you mentioned earlier. I'm always taking notes. I'm a lifelong learner. The more questions I ask and really more importantly than asking the question, but listening to the response, if you ask intelligent questions, they're going to naturally lead to the next step, which is the R. Based on the information that you shared with me, I've got some recommendations as your professional. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what industry, but especially with real estate, I know the market. You've given me good information. Here's what I recommend that we do. And then after that, recommend this is the hardest part for people. I'm going to encourage you to take action. Mm-hmm. Not at some point in the future, unless that's your right time frame, but right now. If I've solved all of the things that you told me that you were looking for and made good recommendations, let's do this. Yeah, that's so interesting. Like, even with what you're talking about in sales, right? It's holding your clients accountable. For right? sure. So you have your very value first, care first, but hey, this is right for you, so let's start moving on. Absolutely, as long as I continue to illustrate and demonstrate passionate and compassionate care for my guests, I'll be wildly successful. And success is measured by helping people. It's not necessarily measured by paychecks and all that stuff. I think that paychecks are a byproduct, right? This is a massive money-making scheme at the end of the day. However, (laughs) if I can say that. (laughs) You sure can. Okay, good. 
But in order to make money, in order to have income, that's a result of making sure that you've executed everything else that's led up to that encouraging somebody to take action part correctly. Yeah. No, I see this time and time again. We are all in the business, A, to provide for our family, to make money, to hit our goals. The folks that focus solely on money never pan out, right? They right. never, it's not sustainable. Right. If you're serve first and you're client driven, you want to help them out, when you go into each conversation trying to figure out, can I help this person yes. instead of trying to win this, yeah. right? That's going to be a completely different trajectory on anybody's business. 100%. Um, we always used to talk about if I can find the pinch points that's going on in your life right now, or even the pinch points that you're seeing coming down the road, yeah. if I can help solve those, I'm going to become part of your team. That's big. Yeah. That's big. Um, okay. Second question. What's the biggest misunderstanding of being a realtor with all of your time being a realtor? <laughs> all two weeks. Um, I think the general public doesn't really understand all that the value that a realtor and a good realtor brings to the table. It's not just about executing a buy or a sale. It's about educating and helping make sure that a home is priced right, it's staged properly, the neighborhood that you are in now and understanding what the value is and why that was important to you in the beginning. But then what's that next step look like, yeah. right? Um, I also think one of the biggest trepidations that new agents could have and when I got my license, they must send that list out to every brokerage <laughs> in the state because I got tons of phone calls, right? And every single one of those phone calls, with the exception of you and with Keller Williams, it was never about me. They were just throwing up all over me what they brought to the table. You could make millions of dollars selling real estate and stuff, and that sounds good. Yeah. How are we going to get there? Exactly. What's the plan to get there? And that's where I think you and Keller Williams, uh, especially these, um, these these Nebraska markets, man, I bought into the vision. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a it's not a short term. There's short term reward, but there's long term massive rewards that yeah. can happen here. Yeah, and and just for a quick backstory on this, when I came in and learned what a recruiting appointment was, um, it was like I felt very salesy, just like an agent yeah. would when they're talking, right? And so what I learned over time <laughs> is like we've got to start educating. So I told you when we met, and I tell everybody else. Um, this is gonna be a little bit of a different meeting. I said at the beginning, and then you always get like the eye roll laugh a little bit, like, okay, everybody says that. Um, two really big pieces of that. Most brokerages in Omaha and Lincoln, for sure, are focusing on we have the best training. Right? We have the best training. Training is par for the course. So does YouTube, so does Google, so does Instagram, so does TikTok. Everybody's training for influence, right? We're gonna focus on coaching. So I'm gonna lay out exactly what you should do yep. in order to win in this industry. And if you don't come here, go do this on your own, you're still going to win, right? Our first meeting, you handed me, and I make, uh, I should never use sports analogies, and here I go. Right? <laughs> but it's like day one of spring training, here's the playbook, mm -hmm. right? And as long as you execute the playbook, and more importantly, I'm going to show you how we're going yes. to execute these plays, right? So you gave me a whole list of things that there's a lot of tie over between what we were doing in the auto industry and what happens in the real estate from a sales perspective, right? Yep. But then you started going granular with me, and I'm like, okay, I got this. You know, so I'm memorizing that playbook a little bit. Yeah. And the, what was interesting in that playbook, there was not a single play that said points. There was not a single play that said sales. Mm -hmm. It was a series of blocking and tackling little things, and that's where scripts and role play come in. You know, I mean, Huge. oh my gosh, I'm being exposed to it three times a week for you know, <laughs> if if we, but I mean, that's huge, and the biggest. Well, uh, I'm going to ask you a question. What's the biggest fear that people have from role-playing, doing scripts and role-play? You've been doing it for a while. Yeah, so the, that's a good question. Um, and thanks for asking it because I think this gets ahead of what a lot of people <laughs> are thinking. Like, I don't want to go. And I talked to an agent about this yesterday. Is It's fear of looking bad in front of your peers. Right. Plain and simple. And so if I have this idea that, um, and I talked to James about this too, if I have this idea that 
I don't want to look bad in front of you because you're in the industry and you know similar things to me, so I don't want to look bad. You, there's, no, there's no possibility of being present. Right. But what you're doing by not going, by not participating, is you're also taking that away from somebody else that can learn from you. Right. So most of, the, most of our agents have a lot to give and a lot to learn at the same time, but they have this fear of, I don't want to look better for my peers, so what am I going to do? I'm going to go practice with my clients. <laughs> Which is the worst place to make mistakes. Which let's is- let's mess it up. I mean, I love the way you started going. Let's let's make it let's make it ugly in here. Yeah. Because the outcome of that is going to be we're going to either practice and become proficient or yeah. learn new ideas and concepts. Yeah. And so the biggest thing I try to do, and you've helped me a lot with the group, even Lincoln, and today you saw it. Like, let's just be okay being uncomfortable. Let's be okay messing up in this group, right. and we're gonna leave here. We're gonna leave here better. Because why? We all know we're not perfect. Right. We all know we have things to work on, and that's what the entire focus of script and role play is, is have a different perspective here from different people, and then just get a little bit better. We don't need to go practice on what some of our commissions, right? Yeah. Somewhere between five dollars and $10,000. Let's not practice our scripts on those things. There's no, there's no script for a commission. Yeah. Right. It, there's scripts of we do granular things like making phone calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was today? Today was contact that you haven't. You've been a terrible friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you haven't talked to these people for like six months, and now you're calling them. And yeah. That was so helpful. And hearing the dialogue of people around me, I've been doing this a long time. I learned something new. So it's been a good day today, right? Yeah. So for a hump day, this has been a good day. Already off to a good start, yeah, right? Absolutely. So like, let's go back to that script real quick, mm-hmm. and I'll kind of do the overview of that. And we don't need to practice it here, but. If you have people in your uh, database or folks that you haven't talked to, uh, because what happens? We know we're supposed to make calls right. on, a, on a day-to-day basis, and we see that one person come up that's like, haven't talked to them for four oh, to six gosh. months. I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm not sure how this conversation is going to go, so let's skip them. Right. And then we do that two or three times. Now we haven't talked to them for a year. Right. So the call initially is, care call, how are things going? What's going on in your life? And when they ask you, do a quick catch-up, but say, hey, One thing I've learned from my coach, my team, being around successful agents is they do a really good job of staying connected with their people. I've not done the best job of that. So I want to first say I'm sorry. I apologize (laughs) for not being a great friend. I apologize for not staying in touch, but I do want to be a great friend and build a relationship moving forward. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. So what we do is we take the exact thing that's uncomfortable and awkward and we just approach it, yep. get in front of it, set expectations, which we'll talk about a little bit later, setting expectations. But I think that's what, like, that's what it takes to be a great communicator is leaning into the things that are uncomfortable. Leaning into those, and what's interesting is when you do that, people are kind. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, oh no, it is so good to hear from you. So that thing that we fear the most actually becomes kind of that great springboard into the rest of the conversation. Yeah, that's better. But it's that step one of saying, I'm human. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, I want to connect with you and here we are. And look what that does. Yeah, what does that absolutely. do for your people? Yep. They beam. They're like, thank you so much for the phone call. Yeah, that's huge. Yep. And so in, in the car sales industry, did you guys practice your scripts before you talk to people? Or is it like, hey, let's just go practice and everybody walks through the door? In, in a perfect world? Yeah. Yeah, we practiced all the time. <laughs> Unfortunately, that doesn't happen in the car industry. Um, the better groups, and I've been fortunate enough to work for some of the best groups, especially here in Nebraska and stuff, they do that. They do practice those. Yeah. So they practice, practice as often as they should? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But the first thing is you come into a sales meeting and you say, hey, today we're going to practice scripts. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm better in person. I'm better when I'm with my guests. As you yeah. said earlier, it's like, 
no, I need you to make mistakes in here. Yeah. And it's giving yourself permission to make those mistakes. Yeah. It's giving yourself permission to say, it's okay, right? And in doing that, it's you see the, the release valve kind of release, and they kind of go, so I can screw this up? Yeah. I need you to screw this up. I want you to screw it up in here. Yes. Because when you're dealing with that guest or that client, um, this is a terrible way to look at it, but they're auditioning you, they're interviewing you, and sometimes the more humility that you can bring into that and say, hey, I'm a real person. I'm not this guy. Hey, what's it going to take to get you into this career today? That, that doesn't work. Nope. You know, people see right through that. No, I think that's really important. And you know what? It, like, it shows what you've, what you've learned, too. It takes a great leader coach to create an environment where people can mess up. Right. I think it's really important. And one thing from an agent perspective to understand, and this may be harsh, but you're not that important. If you mess up, that person that's with you is not going to go through their entire next day and week thinking about, hey, do you remember when Greg messed up that line? We're not that important to the fact that it's okay to mess up and learn. That's way more important than looking bad for a quick minute. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. So I want to get into kind of uh, more of like a sales, overall salesperson okay. question because you've been doing sales more longer than I have. I'm from 2015 <laughs> to now, and now you've been a lot longer than that. So that's why I say I learned from you a lot. Um, what like what's the main components or what's it take to be a great sales agent? That's a great question. The first thing we look at is what drives them, right? What motivates them? Um, somebody who's simply money motivated and not motivated for personal growth, not motivated to really putting in the time and the work. Um, if somebody's chasing fast cash, it's, it's not going to end well, mm -hmm. in my opinion, because they're not doing the work. They're not doing the work internally and all that stuff. Um, I look for somebody that has a high self-motivation, somebody that constantly is pushing themselves to be better. Mm -hmm. um, I also get into kind of what's their hopes, what's their dreams, what's their vision and stuff, because if they're going to... I think employment has to be a fair and equitable exchange of time because I can make more money. If I lose money, I can go make more money. But if I invest my time improperly, I can't manufacture more time. So I want to understand what's their journey, what's their path, and then how can I as an organization or as a leader, how can I become part of this chapter for them to help them get to the next chapter, if that big. makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that's big. So it all starts with motivation and for where they're sure. heading. So when we start, it's why are we doing this? Right. What's driving you? Right. And then like skill set wise and action, like what does it take there? Great communicator, mm -hmm. right? And the biggest piece of communication is learning to ask the right questions but more importantly is listening to the answer. A lot of us listen with one ear and one mouth. So you're saying something, I'm already thinking about the next thing I wanna say, versus tell me more about that because I really wanna to listen to understand, yeah. right? You're, you're, whatever you're sharing with me has value, but I need to make sure that I'm understanding what you're saying to me. A quick example is somebody says, hey, I want navigation system. Tell me why, mm -hmm. you know, how would you use your navigation system? And what's funny is a lot of people today, most cars have backup cameras. I only want it for the backup camera. They don't. They know how to get around. They're not. They've not been getting lost. They know how to get. They, they don't need navigation. They need a backup camera. I saw the bumper of the back of their car. Yeah. They need that. You know. But it's why is that important to you? And then really understanding why that's important to yeah. you. So that's that curiosity you talked about. Oh my God, massive curiosity too is one of the key components that I look for in new salespeople. Yeah. And um, I've noticed that that's true, especially in this business. What's the motivation either behind you buying a house or selling? your house what is the motivation and how can I help it goes back to those pinch points and it may not be an obtrusive pinch point it may not be something that's really super uncomfortable but how can I help solve that problem yeah I think in, in 
in every question that's asked mm -hmm. from a client. Like, we all know one thing, or at least I hope we do. The person asking the questions in control of the conversation. Correct. Right. And so when you find yourself telling a lot and you're talking a whole bunch, you're now selling the idea of whatever it is you're talking about. Yeah. People sell not only products, they sell appointments, they sell um, why they're important. Like, if we ever find ourselves talking for more than 25, 30 seconds, you might need to look up and say, hey, oh, I've lost complete control of this conversation, <laughs> right? So we've got to be able to ask better questions. And when somebody asks you a question, the first thing we should all think as salespeople is why. Right. Why do you think that way? And if you can lead in that way and have that curiosity you talked about, it's like when uh, an eight, somebody asks you, how's the market? The first thing we do is we take all of our baggage from the past two weeks of what we've been through with our clients and we tell them, <laughs> market's awful, rates are up, buyers are hard to work with, and we start like going on this long rant of this is where the market's at. Or we try to cover it up and be like, the market's great and everything's wonderful. This is great, awesome, cool, this is good. Right? Instead of saying, hey, we're definitely in a unique space in, in terms of where the market is, why do you ask? That's exactly the key. That's a great question. Tell me why you're asking about the market right now. Yeah, because you may be telling people why rates are high and buyers are hard to get accepted, <laughs> and then they wanted to buy a house. Right. And you're like, they're oh, not going to work with this person. I've seen it so often where somebody's mouth starts working real quick, and then their brain catches up, and it's like the old uh, lost in space. Yes, I'm that old. But it's the <laughs> robot going, danger, danger, you know, because you're now headed. The conversation is going to take a turn where you're having to hopefully regain because I just told you it's terrible. Yeah. That's the wrong thing to say if you're looking to, if you're interviewing me to yeah. become your agent. So. Yeah. How quickly are you backpedaling when you told them it's a terrible time to buy and they're like, I was thinking about buying a house. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I'll just keep Well, <laughs> actually, this is a great time to buy. Forget what I just said before. Let's talk about, yeah. Now you've lost 100% trust. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And so same thing when we ask about commission or we say maybe this isn't the right house for us. Any objection that we ever come by is, yeah. hey, what's making you think that? The best best salespeople, I think, in any industry are the ones that understand that the guests, and we always call them guests, right, until they become clients, and then even clients, I still treat them as guests as I would in my own home, but it's, um, it's they have to like me first, right? Mm -hmm. I have to be a likable person, yeah. right? And then based on the questions that I'm asking and the, the response that I'm giving to those questions and then following that up with another question, that could be, tell me more about that. I'm not sure exactly what you mean. Now they start to respect you. Right, and once they like you and, and respect you, then they'll start to trust you. Yep. But if you start from a point of, oh God, the sky's falling in, I don't even know, you know, just their trust in you is going to go out the way. You don't have a chance. Yeah, yeah, and that and that goes back to energy, right? Oh, 100%. how we approach sales. The cool thing about sales is it's literally a mirror, right? So whatever you're putting out, so you're getting back. If you're if you're skeptical. Um, if you're down on the market and you're not super happy, guess what kind of clients you're going to get? <laughs> People that are down on the market, not super happy. Not super happy, right? So that's a really big piece of this entire thing. Yeah. I, I have always taught that attitude is everything. And it's the one thing that you can't necessarily teach. So you go back to, you ask, what makes a great person? I'm all about the attitude. Mm -hmm. You know, how were they when they walked in? Was their head up? Were they look, you know, head kind of on a swivel like, this is cool. This is, I want to be a part of this stuff. Or were they like, yeah, you're the fourth interview I've had today. I'm not really sure what I'm doing and all that stuff. It's yeah. like, then I need to, need to make them more comfortable or maybe that's just as good as I'm going to get from them. That's right. And that's not going to, that's not a recipe for success. And not everybody's for you. Yeah. It's yeah. okay to lose some folks. And, and not everybody can be Will and Greg Energy. As well, right? So. <laughs> we bring it every day, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, that's really good. Okay, so from your perspective, we have vision and motivation right. and then action having curiosity. Any last things you want to add there? Yeah, just willingness to learn. 
Going to right? farm. So I love that you're curious and stuff, but when we give you recommendations on things to help you get better, whether that's to read a book or read any book or, or learn something new and be open to learning something new, um, that's real important. And coachable. Yeah. They have to be coachable. Big time. If they already know it all, then why are they here? That's right. Why are they not sitting in my chair? Yep. So. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit because okay. we probably do have some newer agents or folks who haven't called their database before. If you were to start calling the people you know and announcing, hey, I'm in the real estate industry now. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Yep, <laughs> so tell me, what does that look like? What are you saying to these people when you pick up the phone? First thing is I'm just making that connection with them. Some of these people I've spoken to within the last couple of months, a lot of these people I haven't spoken to in the last uh, six months or longer, right? Mm -hmm. So typically people keep cars for about three years. I made a point to talk to those people regularly, but a lot of them, I mean, that sounds good on paper, it sounds good sure. on film, but the reality is it doesn't happen. So the first step is just to say hi, right? Just to reach out to them, thank them for their time, make sure that I've reached them at a good time, and then uh, I would ask a couple of questions of them, how are you, how's the family, things that I know, and then I would apologize. You know what, those are important questions for me, and I've not done a good job of keeping in touch with you, but that's gonna change. Wait, so you're okay not knowing? I'm okay not knowing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, right? And then with that apology, as we mentioned earlier, they're like, oh no, it's so good to hear from you because yeah. these people had a positive experience with me at some point in the past, right? Mm -hmm. So I take them back, I'll try to take them back to that time. It's been two years since you bought your car and I've done a terrible job of keeping up with you. Well, that's okay, Greg, that's good to hear from you today and so on and so forth. Like, I have some exciting news, right? And then I tell them kind of what my journey has been and people are invested in that. And I say, I'll, I'll ask them for their permission mission to um, have them become a part of my network, Yep. right? It's all about networking and, and I need you on my team and, and who do you know that you could introduce me to? So how does that sound? So that's really important to say, hey, we're going to ask them to be part of our network. Yeah. What do the words sound like? Oh gosh. Um, well, uh, I don't ever want to say I'm a brand new agent. I, right. You taught me this actually. I've been studying the market for the last three or four months. So there's some exciting things going on right now. Um, are you aware of what's happening in the market right now? Good. Right? And if they say yes or no, that's going to kind of take that in a little bit of a direction. Say, as I'm building my business, just like we did in the car business, you entrusted me to help you with the second largest purchase of your lifetime. I'd like to help you with the largest purchase you're going to make, which is land, real estate, and all of that stuff. Right? Yeah. Most of these people, I haven't had one yet that has said, nope, I don't want you to be a part of that. Right? Yeah. I've taken them back to the experience they had with me before as their agent or as their salesperson or involved in their transaction. And like, yeah, we want to be, we want that dwarf magic. We want that experience. Yeah. The cool thing about Lexus dwarf is, dwarf magic. Oh right. man, it was, Lexus's tagline is experience amazing. Mm -hmm. And I took that to heart because if I can deliver an amazing interpersonal connection one-on-one -on -one with somebody during that transaction, I win every single time. Yep every single time. So I ask them for permission to, uh, to uh, enroll them on Team Greg and stuff. And most of my guests so far have been absolutely, you bet, what can I do to help? That's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. And I'll follow up with every conversation that I have with somebody, I will ask the question that um, a great mentor of mine, Mr. Tal Anderson said, what can I do for you? Mm -hmm. How can I help you? Right? Last question I have for you is what can I do to help you? How can I be of service for you? And most people lately have been like, can you do anything about interest rates? I'm like, well, no, but that leads into a whole nother conversation that we can have on my next call. I try to leave that call with an appointment for my next follow-up as well too. Yes. Is it okay if I reach out to you in a month, three yeah. months from now, based on how the conversation has gone, I'm going to set that appointment and here's what's key. 
I'm going to make sure that I adhere to that appointment. Yes. They're not just words. They've got to have actions to back them up. Yeah, so I think a couple of points you said that I want to touch on, yeah. just as a reflection of what you just said. Always touch on past experience. Yep. Our last conversation, this happened. Yep. So what you're doing is building a rapport like, hey, I remember that. I remember we talked about this last time, or maybe it's two years ago we talked about this. Right. Um, I'll, next thing is tie it back to people that are succeeding, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I have a great coach, I have a great team, I have a great uh, supporting cast, I've been talking to top agents, right. and one thing that they have is a strong group of people that support their business, and I was just curious if you wanted to be that in that group for me. Yeah, it's almost, I almost put it as, I would be honored if you would accept this invitation to become part of my team of Big. support people, right? Because yep. these top people, whatever industry, that's what they have. Mm -hmm. I've reached out to you, I've hand, well, I'm asking you for the honor of becoming part of my team. Would you do that for me? Yep. Most people, I haven't had anybody, nope, I'm not going to do that for not. you. Know, yeah. Most people are like, most of us want to help each other. Yeah. So if you ask them for that, then yeah, they're in. Yeah. They're in. They feel honored. Yeah, and then it's setting expectations of yep. what that looks like. Yep. So I think setting expectations is going to be really big in the market we're going into, so we're going to transition to setting expectations along with this conversation. Um, I think it's extremely important to say, hey, this is what being a part of Team Grade looks like. Yeah. You're going to get whatever your marketing schedule is to your people, right? Whether that's email drips, newsletters, videos, um, mailers, yep. drop, uh, Popeyes, whatever it is that you're doing, <laughs> magnets. Hey, here's what I'm going to be doing over the next year, and then get feedback from them. Yep. What would you see as value? Yep. Isn't that interesting? So now if you talk to 20, 30 people and you see the same people say three or four things that are the same. Now you've got a plan for what your marketing cadence can look like and what type of information you're delivering and stuff. Um, as I've been studying the market, I see a lot of real estate agents that just regurgitate and throw up all kinds of facts and data and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, what do we do with those when we're scrolling through if that comes up on our feed? We don't okay. really pay attention. Keep going. You have to have a mixture of those things. And if you, to your point, if you identify the top two or three things that people consistently are asking for and you deliver on those, mm -hmm. Now you're 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 cutting through the clutter. Yep. I see so much clear air right now in this market, right? And everybody, not everybody, a lot of people you talk to, oh, it's going to be a tough market and all that stuff. No, it's wide open. It's wide open for the yep. people that get with the right brokerage, get with the right support, the people that are actually going to train you, the people that are invested in you, um, and and you start to developing that blocking and tackling those basic skills, they're boring. Oh yeah. my God, they're boring. <laughs> but those skills, cons consistent execution of the boring basics, that's what's going to lead to success in yeah. this market. I mean, right back to script role play again, right? Absolutely. We've got to practice. We always come back to scripts and role play. Always back, okay? <laughs> um, next thing is set expectations. I think this is like something I've started implementing with our agents mm -hmm. um, that I think is huge when it comes to just you know setting expectations and making things feel comfortable with your people right. that give you referrals is always transition with, hey, I've already had a lot of people do this. So as I'm having these calls, um, I've already had a lot of my friends and family um, referring me out to their friends and family of people looking to get into this market before the end of the year. Right. So I just wanted to check with you on who do you know looking to buy or sell here before the end of the year. Now you've taken the awkward like direct approach of, hey, who do you know, Greg? So right. you feel very salesy to, hey, people are already doing this. Um, and so I was just curious as to if you knew of anybody. Nobody wants to be the first in the water. That's right. I'm trying something brand new. You want to be the guinea pig? Right. No, I love that. That's a great, and I'm going to actually implement that this afternoon. Well. Yeah. So people are already doing people this. People are already doing this for me. Yeah. So I love that. Yep. Yeah. So that's really big. And then secondly, what would it look like if you asked them if it's okay that I reach out to ask for business? And so a lot of us hate asking our people, who do you know looking to buy or sell real estate? But we talked about it this morning, right? If I was to say, hey, Greg, 
you're pretty busy in your life, right? Yeah. Now, you're probably not waking up every single day <laughs> thinking, who can Will sell a house to today? Probably not. Right? And so as I do the emails, we do events, giveaways, different things we do throughout the year, I'll probably be calling touch a base with you three to four times per year as long as you're good with that. Um, is it okay if I just stay top of mind and ask you if you know of anybody? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Right? And that wasn't uncomfortable at all. Nope. And now I've set the expectation of I'm going to ask you for a referral when I call you. You right. good with that? Yep. And now we're good. Now everything's a little bit more comfortable when I call you on the next one. The funny thing that happens, so it happened to me, somebody's doing that now, and I saw them come up on the caller ID, and immediately it switched to that last conversation. I was like, oh, crap, I better have a name ready. Yeah. You know, so I went through my immediate Rolodex. I'm like, yes, I have a name for you. And the feeling that I felt to be able to give that person a referral, which they had asked me about, yeah. was incredible. I mean, mm -hmm. so... I need other people to start feeling incredible by giving me big. <laughs> recommendations. Make them feel comfortable. Yeah. We got to get ahead of it. If we're constantly coming to conversations thinking, what are they going to think of me? Yeah. We can never be present and serve. Correct. If we're able to be confident and knowing or not knowing what, what it is that we're supposed to at that time, right. not, we'll go figure it out. We, we then can be present, listen to what they say, yep. and then provide the right service to them. After scripts and role play today, there were two agents in there talking about, and the conversation, they were talking to each other, and the conversation was, I don't want to be that person that's calling all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the big trepidations that a lot of, especially newer agents have. Mm -hmm. And I said, I said something that was such a, uh, such a cliche, but open mouths get fed, squeaky wheel gets the grease and stuff. But backstory of that is that you have to call, if you're calling without reason and value during that call, yeah then you are gonna become that person. But if each time you're calling with leading, as I love what you said, kind of a service-oriented attitude and just, you know, how are you? It's a great question. That's compassion, I care, yeah. right? And it goes back to my book, which will be out soon. I'm just right. Kidding, but, you know, <laughs> but it, it comes back to caring about the people that you're dealing with and yeah. stuff, you know? And, and really, if you get beyond that, then those phone calls become fun. Yeah. I get to have conversations with people that like me. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so how you, you're right. How you go into that conversation is how it's going to be received. Correct. If we're going in scared, they're going to be like, why is this person calling me? Yeah. If you're excited and you have some passion for what you do, people love that. Yep. Right? And they want to help you out in those. I used to teach salespeople, and I do this today. I mean, I'm in real estate, and I'm wearing a suit, and I walked into that room, and I felt a little bit overdressed. And what I would teach salespeople is even if you're staying home, even if you're going to work from home, even if you're going to go into the office and not have any guest encounters, dress for success. Dress that part, right? There's something that happens this morning when I was getting ready. I put on my suit coat, and I'm like, okay, it changes your mentality. It changes your mindset a little bit versus showing up in your pajamas to make phone calls, right? Yep. I felt good. Yep. That comes across on your voice so much over the phone. Put a mirror in front of you so you can see the back just of your Smile. Yeah, right? Put a mirror in front of it so you can see it. Your voice is the only, we, we communicate with so many different senses that when you're on the phone, you now are just using one sense, and that's hearing, right? Mm -hmm. and, or speaking. If I'm speaking with a smile, if I'm talking to you with a smile, and again, it goes back to my dwarf energy and stuff, but people like that, you know, people yeah. feed off of that. Like, man, I don't know what you took this morning, but whatever it is, I want some of that, yep. you know? Well, here's how you get it. Send me a referral. <laughs> right? Yeah, buy that's my really book. Good. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, I love that. Have a mirror. Watch yourself when you're making calls. Are you smiling? Absolutely. Are you, is your, you know, is your body language good? Or are you like, hey, <laughs> you know if anybody's selling, right? Like, I, I used to tell people, lift your head up. Yeah. If your head's down, you're so not going to do it. When you do yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. Lift, lift your head up and stuff. You can't help. I'm in a terrible mood today. You can't do you it. You just can't. Know? Smile. Yeah. Force yourself smile for 10 seconds. Watch what happens. Yep. Your whole, the entire, your entire vibrational frequency yeah. is lifted immediately. Yep. Um, okay, so as we kind of wrap up, I love to ask a question that I'm not going to ask. I usually say, what would you do if you went back to day one in real estate? That was only a couple weeks ago, <laughs> right? Um, but if you could go back... Um, I don't know if you reflect a lot. I know it's a big part of you know my 
self-growth, development, healing journey over the past few years is just reflection. Um, if you could go back five years, 10 years, how would you encourage yourself like knowing what you know now? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. And I do think about that a lot and stuff. I would continue to focus on those boring basics, right? So you get to a certain level in your career and you start getting income coming in and all that stuff. And it's, it's hard, it's actually easy to lose sight of the things that got you to where they are. Yeah. And I don't wanna, I've never been complacent but you get to a certain comfort level. Mm -hmm. And the key for me, I would tell myself five years, 10 years ago, is continue to make yourself uncomfortable because that's where growth happens. That's, that's where right. growth in your business, growth in your personal life, growth in, growth in your, your um, professional, religious, whatever it is, make yourself uncomfortable. If you're comfortable, you're doing something wrong. You're not challenging, yeah. you're not learning, you're not growing. That's so good. Does it ever get easier? No, but it gets fun yeah. because everything that you learn when you challenge yourself, I'm uncomfortable right now and you work through that, and you have to work through it because a lot of people get uncomfortable. They turn around and go back the way they came. Well, now you're headed, you're, you're going backwards. Yeah. Push through it, continue to make yourself uncomfortable. And all of a sudden what made you uncomfortable, that just becomes one of your best practices. Yeah. And, and then go back to that curiosity. How else can I make myself uncomfortable to get better? The, the goal in line is I want to constantly be getting better than I was yesterday. And then just reflect, right? Reflect yeah. on each situation. Where could I have done better? There's a really great book by Ryan, Ryan Holiday, The Obstacle is the Way. So if something continues to come up as an issue that you don't want to address, you've got to learn it. There's so much growth in that. If you just go fail, figure it out, like yeah. there really is no failure to give up, right? But like take any obstacle or sign that continues to show up in your life and turn that into something that makes you a better person so you can serve more people. Because once you get through something, you can now help other people that don't know how to get through it. Going back to what you said, I've experienced, nobody wants to hear about the glory days of you, but what they do want to know is I'm facing this, and you can say, you know what, I face that as well. Yeah. Here's what I did. This may not work for you, but here's here's the path that I took, and here's the results of that. Yeah. But it, the focus has to be on the work that you put in to get over that. Those obstacles, I think the universe constantly is putting things in our way. Until we master them and get them, they're, they're like little signs on the road. They're going to keep coming up and stuff. And yeah. Just pay attention you yeah. know, and learn from them. That's yeah, big. Yeah. Look, Greg, I really appreciate this. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm so grateful that you're in my life now, and I know we're going to continue to be good friends and talk to all the scripting and real estate and it. emotions and relationships, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So thanks for making time. Um, everybody that hopped on, I appreciate you supporting the Build Different podcast. I hope this was valuable. If you saw any value at all, I hope that you share this with somebody else. Um, and we will be back next week. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.